the new Unreal Engine 5 early access, so finally we can get our hands on and play around with the new technology that was kind of hyped some yeah. time ago, and everyone was kind of curious how it will look like in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like the final release yet, but the, we can always have something to to test, play around, check how it's really working. Playing, playing around, playing around. It's a good word because it looks like a huge tool, a huge toy for 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 yeah. adults. Mm, just, Adult just guys. for the listeners who might not know what Unreal Engine is, uh, Unreal Engine is a game engine made by uh, Epic Games, and it's the engine that runs uh, Fortnite. It runs um, games like Batman, Arkham City. And it's just very popular. And recently, they moved from they released the early access for Unreal Engine Five. And the reason a lot of people are excited for it and looking forward to it is because it's moving. There's there's a couple of features that are definitely next generation, and it's splitting a lot of people. And I guess we can talk about that. Where and then let's begin. Where have you guys tried out Unreal Engine Five, or what, what's your experience with it so far? Well, I had I had a like very short peep how it looks like. Like I, I was able to install it on my PC and just you know open it, play around with a test project. Like I didn't uh, I didn't download this uh, this test scene that they provided. This Valley of Ancients or how it's called, like the big you know rocky rocky landscape that's in all the old demos. Mm-hmm. But I just you know just explored things, tried to you know download some stuff from the Quixel library, the, the Megascans library, throw in a bit a bunch of stuff. Try just try to, you know, just like you open up Blender or any other tool and just play around with it, check whether you're you're you can kind of get a grip on it. Like I, I had some previous experiences with the Unreal Four, not very mm-hmm. much, but you know I was able to to do some stuff there, and. Like what immediately hit me was the the UI was really simple right now. It's, really, it's, yeah. sexy. I think it's yeah. It's 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 you know you can you can quite easily get a get an idea of what's uh, what's where. Like I I had some issues where uh, at first with the uh, with the connection with with this whole library the the Megascans library. Uh, at first, mm-hmm. I didn't quite like get it. Like it, it seemed so simple in the demos, like you just drag and drop. But you really, you had to first download, and fr- then from from the asset browser, you, you could just drag and drop, uh, which I could. I, I had. It took me some time to figure out, but uh, generally, it's like it's pretty simple. I think like it. It kind of like uh, hit me how similar these uh, these changes in UI are to to what Blender recently. Did like yeah yeah streamlining um, the streamlining the workflow yeah like making things like in panels like it, it was kind of like quite well organized I think yeah the coolest thing I think for me and like uh, besides um, nanite and lumen which is the, the new features is control space man like you know how when you wanna like make a full screen in Blender you just press control space in the viewport and it just gets mm-hmm. bigger oh, Unreal mm-hmm. Engine four did not have that so you had to deal yeah. with like this tiny ass screen. And press F11 to go full screen if you wanted to like get real estate. And now they took they they, they copied Blender and they got like control space. The viewport gets bigger. And to me, that's like a oh thank thank God they finally did it. It's like Blender getting the left click instead of right yeah. click. Yeah, that's I think uh, like I watched a little bit of videos like from game game developers 
commenting on on the experience on the demos and stuff and the, yeah most of them were quickly noticing that that change as the best thing that could happen to it right <laughs> just being able to focus on the viewport and just work like directly in i guess that's the, that's the kind of direction where everything is trying to go to make things as you know as streamlined in software especially that kind of complicated software that is kind of like contextual it's just allowing you to get the tools that you need at the, at the moment mm-hmm. maybe perhaps in the future it will be even kind of guessed by your preferences or whatever yeah Hard, hardwired with your internal chip <laughs> just guessing what you're what you're about to do right now and then the tools are just handy yeah <laughs> place where you need them at the moment I, I i can only say from from the perspective of a person who first use it like with i have i have never used unreal before and i open it and I thought that this is like I'm missing something or this is only my impression this this uh, UI I went through all the options like very quickly like within 15 minutes or 30 minutes this these options which are uh, accessible from from the main main UI mm-hmm. and I I so I thought okay so I'm am, am I missing any options like there are like maybe three three uh, on the on the on the upper bar, there are like three uh, uh, lists uh, to choose from. So, for example, when when I compared to 3s Max or Maya, it was very very simple. So, um, yeah, I, I I had the impression I I could I could instantly go into playing around with this this uh, sample scene, and mm-hmm. yeah. So 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 I but I don't know. Maybe there's I I guess there are more options there. But I, mm-hmm. they are, I, I need to go into them. But it was very quickly to have a general idea of the whole thing, of the whole software, like instantly. So I guess for somebody who'd like to try Unreal, like like me, like the, f- the first time, it's it's very easy. It's like almost like a, I mean, I think I think SketchUp is more more complicated at the first glance than than this software. So. There was that sample scene with architecture, like very, very, very simple. So I could like try to start to put together the 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 scene. So I mm-hmm. guess it's uh, from the ArcVis point of view, like for people who are outside of the game gaming uh, game development business, if this is the 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 route where this software is going, then it will be very easy and um, to to mm-hmm. get into that. Mm, speaking of ArcVis, though, what do you guys think about how it stacks up the traditional rendering with, with uh, I guess, V-Ray or Cycles? Because the first thing I noticed was well, I, I have a UE4 uh, project that I imported the UE5 just to play around, right? And in Unreal Engine 4, everything runs smoothly and I have ray tracing on. And then I put it into Unreal Engine 5 and it feels a lot like running EV or running Cycles. Yeah, in rendered mode and, and Blender, where it's just like what five frames per second, then I have a I have a pretty decent card, I think, for a video card. So how do you guys think it stacks up to, you know, traditional rendering methods? I think this is this is the future because uh, of the ease of use and that you can see the the, the effect in real time yeah. and you can play around with it. So finally, finally, my my uh, my um, experience is that. You can render, play, play with some realistic 
renderings, shaders to some degree, but post-production is very important. So I've seen guys who are doing very cool uh, visualizations with not not a lot of skills when it comes to shading and and this 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 part because they were able to 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 add the wow effect in Photoshop. So I can imagine mm. that that with with Unreal, if you can you know you, you can create the 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 environment so quickly, you can put together the the general view, which looks very cool, like. The, the 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 whole the whole render of this of the sample scene and this this valley it looks very cool i can imagine that it is enough of a output for mm-hmm. for a lot of people who are doing like uh Arcvis maybe maybe in architectural studios and just add some photoshop and it looks cool and it's very easy to, to yeah, play. I, I, th- I, th- I think it's kind of like um the the because unreal unreal even like if, when it was unreal four it already kind of entered the the Arcvis, uh, because it's all, also free for for that purpose right if you use it, that for Arcvis, it's it's totally free for uh, to use and I think it already impacted the whole scene so to speak even if you see at uh, uh, take a look at what chaos gra- uh, chaos does with the V-Ray and uh, then they launched you know the the whole uh, project Lavina which now is uh, which is uh, called Vantage, right? It's kind of like a similar thing, like where you get, you know, a more live preview of what you're doing with the scene. And then you can, if you want, like high quality rendering, uh, you can always, you know, this is a v- V-Ray scene thing, so you can jump to V-Ray and if, like make the final renders with, with an offline renderer. And I guess uh, I've seen like a video from a guy that's analyzing this, uh, uh, this Unreal 5 for interior Arcvis, and he was like not very much impressed with the with the general look of it at first glance, uh, especially uh, the reflections and you know stuff like that. And then then he turned on the rate ray, the hardware ray, ray tracing function on, and it was like much better. But of course, it it involved uh, a lot of a lot more computing, and mm-hmm. the frame rate dropped, as you said, right? So. I guess it's still it's still not you know not the one solution for all right it's 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 still a little bit of a quality loss mm, if you're doing this in real time renderers like Unreal even even this Unreal Five like what it was winning with I I think the demos it was mostly mostly the the Quixel library right the the Megascans library which in like had such a great you know collection of highly detailed yeah, environment assets, which look great, and uh, I think this—they uh, call it Nanite, right? This technology. Yeah. This is like probably the most exciting out of all of these uh, new things in in Unreal Five. I've seen like a game de- game game developer guy who was also not that super impressed with this lighting thing because he he made this is a sure no. Uh, he he uh, noticed. A, a, Immediately, immediately the shadows are are kind of noisy at the edges and stuff yeah, like that. So it's yeah. it's not like super, you know, super mind blowing uh, after a closer look. But uh, but the technology about the yeah, the geometry, the, the crazy amount of geometry being virtualized yeah. somehow, and that's that's pretty exciting. And I think like from a, from a Blender user perspective, that's kind of like exciting because that's the thing that Blender was kind of suffering. Uh, most uh, 
like people were complaining about you know high poly meshes being managed mm-hmm. so i'm i'm pretty curious about when this this technology will somehow you know drip down to yeah. to our d- daily lives maybe using blender as well i mean i was gonna ask though because like, like you said like i watched that video with uh, the journal um uh, reviewing the shadows right and it is a little noisy around the edges so as an art this person what what does a client look for in a render like do you do they do you care about making sure every single ray is perfect with zero noise and the shadows are perfect and the reflections are beautiful or do they, do they care more about hey let's just give me a uh, an output because that's that just yeah. probably depends on what client you're aiming for and you know how picky they are and generally you know sometimes it's more about the general impression so it's more how clever you kind of use the tools that you have but that's that's the case of corona being so popular in the artvis department i guess because it's kind of like very easy to get this photographic feel out of the render straight out of the box like without much tweaking in the shaders and stuff and it's kind of like gives you the out of the box uh, corona look so to speak and people are enjoying it because it's it's just looking nice right that's mm-hmm. enough for a for a as, a as a raw material for for adding the the whole vibe in photoshop so my, yeah. my impression was that when architects had to choose between this this wow effect made in photoshop even overdone or whatever like there's that that cool image and and between the realistic reflection stuff like that they prefer the the general uh, the general impression especially that you know um, architects for example architects are, are are learned to to create all kinds of illustrations so and also they, they are uh, uh, when it comes to to graphics and 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 the visual presentation they are very well educated so they are not so much attached to the photorealism itself just 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 give me as much photorealistic look as it as it's possible and also it's going to it has to sell the the impression so i've noticed i noticed for example on the farm there are some users who render advanced users and studio who render argvis and very often the renders are lacking in in uh, in quality when it comes to details and stuff like that because the whole magic is done in post-production so this is finally Finally, let's say if you are buying, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, perfumes, like there's a, there's a commercial of, of perfumes, you don't really care about how much realistic is the, the, the bottle. You care about the, the whole impression of this, of, this, of this design of the bottle and, and you know, the colors and the stuff, the, the vibe. So um, the, 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 the detail and the technical part is... Uh, it's it's like some it's a little right now it's uh, photorealism is not enough for sure it's not a feature itself which is you know giving that wow effect because it's everywhere and um it's uh, it's like this invisible visual effects in movies it's if it's done properly then nobody can see it really because it mm-hmm. works as a whole thing and it's a very good basis for for the artistic work in, yeah. in post-production it's yeah but i guess to... but i guess from a technical standpoint that you are asking for like is it important if the, if the renderer kind of produces the nice effect out of the box and you don't have to you know worry about the noise there or i don't know something's not working it's like 
you used to have a lot of fight with uh, splotches if you use mm -hmm. photon mapping, for example, or stuff like that. Uh, it's kind of like not not uh, applicable anymore in most cases, right? Because the render engine kind of developed enough, and they are kind of preventing you to to do stuff wrong. Or uh, so I guess it's the tools are kind of trying to become like as as uh, yeah as photorealistic as possible out of the box without much tweaking for you because it's then it's a reliable tool right you don't have to mm -hmm. correct things in the post production you can you, you can you know artistically drive them in in some direction correct them, you know overlay with with additional stuff but if you can rely on the tool uh, giving you clean and nice results and and correct results then you can Kind of like easier. Also, you can easier, you know, translate the photographical experience. For example, if you have, you know, if you have something that's photorealistic, right? And and yeah, and correctly. In in our in Unreal, in Unreal, this is this is. Uh, I think this is like th th this software is the is the like the window to the future because everybody when when thinking about the three D everybody was thinking that this is where it's going to like i need to i will open my scene and i will just you know like the merge with it and i will walk around with it look at it as, as it really looks in real time and for example uh, photography is around being able to see the stuff all the time you are looking for a good uh, for a good framing for a good position and unreal for sure is closer to this experience than than any other software just the the quality part is that when which which professionals care about it professional are these uh, these guys creators and for example preparing to the print and and stuff like that so so but this is the, like the, the door is open and now this is in my opinion this is only the matter of the hardware which is going to be faster and be able to you know to to raise that bar of of the of features of technical uh, rendering features higher and higher but this is the closest i can see to what i dreamed as a kid or when i was you know working in 3d without any gi stuff like that and and the clo the closest like to 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 this final experience which is i think all the 3d shooting for which yeah. is just being able to to create in real time and see what happens in this yeah, virtual and, and create, reality and cre create like a virtual reality really because mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. this is kind of heading the whole game dev is kind of heading towards that perfect virtual reality where you can create yeah. unreal so to speak but, spa spaces yeah. that are Though real I, I feel like almost real to experience yeah I, I feel like we're a couple of years behind because um yeah. yeah okay for so it's for not the listeners who don't it, know what you need right like we're all excited as professional artists to make stuff, but I feel like we're a couple generations behind in terms of hardware because um, the minimum requirements, at least according to Unreal, is you need at least 32 gigabytes of RAM and a GTX 1080, which is like the powerhouse from like 2017. And the recommended specs is 64 gigabytes of RAM and I think a 2080 Ti or something or a 3080 or 90. We, which are really beefy cards that it's easily like a couple of thousand dollars for a workstation just to run the thing so and considering the global crisis with you know corona and the gpu yeah. shortage and cryptocurrency and all the mm -hmm. industries are like crying for video cards mm -hmm. yeah it's 
the, the, technolo- the technology's there, the concept is there, and it works. But it's gonna be a long time, I think, before any one of us can really show off the the true potential of. Mm-hmm. It's like of it from hardware cyberpunk side. game. Yeah, like <laughs> it's too too weak hardware. Like trying to run a next gen game on like last generation hardware is a nightmare. Like like my experience last night, I tried that out. I'm running a RTX 2060. And yeah, I thought I had a PC system. Apparently not. This thing was running at ten frames per second. Like this hurt the use. Oh. Do you mean the the sample scene? This this with this no no robot? just 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 my regular scene. Like I have a UE four scene that I've been working on mm-hmm. the side, and it's literally just a table, like a, a lamp, and even mm-hmm. that's lagging. It's literally like it has three lights mm-hmm. maximum, and like a couple assets that are are game optimized. By the way, they're not like nanite um, enabled. And it was running in, like super slow. What the wow. hell? Yeah, even even Blender and Cycles mode runs better than this. So it's 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 a uh, it's a weird it's a weird feeling like being having a technology yeah. but not having the hardware to run it properly. You know. Yeah, I guess it, because we we have to also real also realize this is the kind of like early access of something that will be production ready in a year from now. They they said yeah. like early early twenty twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it's still kind of like hyping the future more than than where we are mm-hmm. at already. Yeah. So, and and even that you know that uh, thing that's already there to play with you know it's kind of impressive. You know, of course, it's exciting, but oh, it's, it's super not yet, impressive. <laughs> yeah, but it's not yet like you know it's not yet the yeah the ultimate holy grail. You know that it still still has some quirks in it. Even if you see the demos, like which we, like the company surely made sure that the demos showed the best of the best, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, the engine performing at its you know at its best, and uh, well, just like the, just like you said, none none of us will be able to to yeah uh, for for some time to to achieve this. I wanted we to haven't... ask you guys though about that because um, for the viewers who don't know about the new features, um, it has two big things. It, one is Nanite. And Nanite is this thing where you can so that you can finally put in like extremely dense uh, meshes into your scene, and it'll optimize it in the back end, so it will mm-hmm. actually run, even though your model has like a million polys. So you can have millions and millions of millions of polys in your scene, and it'll work in real time. And then the second one is Lumen, which is a global lighting uh, thing. So before you had to bake your lightings to get global illumination and stuff. But now it's real time. And I wanted to ask you guys, because I think you guys have tried putting like a 1 million poly uh, ZBrush sculpt into 3ds Max or Blender, and it's already lagging hard, right? I feel like the only 3D software that can handle millions of polys and still look decent is ZBrush. So from a creator's standpoint, do you feel like being able to do do lighting and arc vision stuff in real time compared to like chugging along in Blender or 3ds Max, do you think it's worth giving a shot to Switch? Because I think even for the Holiday Cabin, um, Tom was having a hard time running the scene because it was such a heavy scene, right? So what do you guys think about mm-hmm. that? We haven't tested it that way because first we need to check how to import and you know create the, all the stuff we create in other software to, to Unreal. And also, I don't know about the... Mm, the the scenes with environment doesn't always fit the the the, the libraries may not always fit our needs. Mm-hmm. 
but mm. I think it's worth testing. I wouldn't try to make a project like from scratch there now because I, it's all early in development and I guess um I guess I guess uh you know this is like a new car. It's uh yeah. it's going to next years will show all the technical problems and and all the downsides of this software. I I think this is very very tempting to play around with it and check it. But as a but not yet as a as a choice to to oh, yeah, do a project early access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, but I guess but I guess you know th- there are guys uh, from I don't know for example some from some Luke Dev or uh, concept art departments which will definitely jump in straight. You know, people like for example Jama Jurbaev, right? Who, yeah. who just like to play with the new toys and because mm-hmm. you you can't really get uh, get something working out of it if especially if it's like a concept work you whether you just have to bash a few things and make them look good and be able to you know to play around with the camera with some uh, camera features like depth of field and just yeah quickly quickly adjust stuff uh, on the fly and and have almost cinematic you know at least previous or something like that to work with uh, in photoshop later on i think that's super exciting right for uh, and being able to yeah, to to just like collate massive amounts of rocks debris yeah. or whatever i just uh, wonder how creates. they did it like mm-hmm. like uh, uh really this is such a huge amount of geometry and and why it's not possible in let's say 3ds max or mm-hmm. other software it's, and it's possible it's weird actually um I, I looked at it and the way it works from what at least from how i understand it is um, so you get like um traditionally you'd have like LODs or level of detail assets. So mm-hmm. the closer your camera is to the object, the more polys, because obviously you'd see more detail. And the farther it is, the less details it has. And if Nanite yeah. feels kind of like a a magical auto LOD almost, because what it does is it kind of makes like a preview mesh based on the the high poly one, and that's what it uses to like show the mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. it's thinking of it as a low poly mesh that is essentially decimated on on the spot, but it's mm-hmm. showing the high poly thing. So <laughs> it's it's a weird black magic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, like this adaptive degradation. So the assets are are prepared that way, right? Uh, yeah, optimized for for this for this engine and. It's no, not, not like not this. even. It's 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 um film ready mega scans. No, I guess. I guess I guess this is not about the assets themselves. It's more about how the viewport is working with them. You know how how the engine really you know translates the geometry from the scene towards the viewport. I guess yeah. It's some the technology I think is is there. Like may, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that's what it, it seems to me. Like it's kind of reminds me of the of the general uh, micro displacement thing, right? Uh, where you kind of tessellate the the objects. Uh, yeah. This, uh, with yeah. the camera, like from from the camera, because you know, the the viewport really is a camera itself, right? Somehow, so mm-hmm. whatever you see there, you, yeah. Even if you see a dense geometry somewhere far farther away, it's smaller on the screen, so you don't really see the full, you know, uh, the full resolution. You you just see an ap- approximation of some kind. Anyway, yeah. it's just a uh, pretty accurate, right? It's it's kind of like mm-hmm. nicely nicely projected. 
So there's some yeah there's some coder magic there definitely because yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen a guy who's uh, who's himself a game engine developer and he was commenting that this is like this is the most exciting thing because it's kind of pushing the thing forward that everyone mm-hmm. would like to push forward right so yeah no I this, uh, this is really innovative I uh, the the thing that really like um, impressed me. It was that the view of the whole of the whole uh, of the whole desert, and then the zo- a zoom to a single rock, and the guy played around with this rock. So this is that mind-bending level. Like yeah. as a kid, you know, with with my, with, with my brother, like there were there were computer games, and there was also like th- there was this 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 kind of uh, this kind of loop. There's a game with graphics, and there are just that's just the movies, the video clips. So we were all the time, wow, can you imagine how game will be like this video clip rendered before? So then it skipped to the level of the of the video and then the, the game, the gameplay and the video was even better. So at some point, yeah, so this is th- this feature of being able to look at the rock, at the whole desert in a fantastic uh, quality and then just, you know, pick up the rock just skip between these two scales in such a in such a big uh quality it's it's uh for me it was like <laughs> one one of the most impressive parts of this video yeah um man not gonna lie though um nanite kind of worries me as, as, as much as i'm excited for it part of me is kind of worried from like a 3d modeler's perspective because i think all of mm-hmm. us have created assets right we've made tables chairs all the usual um archivist stuff and mm-hmm. we were taught like oh you know subdivide follow the topology make sure your edge loops are over here and you know we'd spend so much time like making sure our uvs are optimized you know textures are mm-hmm. on point but it feels like now everybody's just gonna like pump in their ugly ugly topology dynamish sculpts into into everything and you know not yeah. care about topology anymore yeah, you know what? I, when I was watching this video, I had the impression that, like, boom, there's like this whole area of freedom opened with this technology. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, so first, so so you know, you have to kind of um, kind of make use of this of this freedom and 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 the the the, the possibilities, and it will need resources. And I was thinking, so okay, so guys, technical guys like in this Andrew Price video, who are making the the models, and they they are worried if the, for example, procedural modeling will you know take away their jobs. So they're going to you're going to lose that part. Which, by the way, I think the experience you have is not going to like guys like you is not going to go away. Like you lost years on on studying that and now because this is always going to work this is these are like these basic fundamental skills and understanding but then all these resources which you had to invest into that part of optimizing mesh and stuff like that because now it's like brute force it's going to be the brute force this all thing will be used streamed to that area of freedom where you know, you need resources to 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 now to do something with this space uh, as well. So I think this is going to, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's you will have one headache less, but you you can go go that direction. Yeah. Finally, I I think that also it, you know, uh, how difficult is, is it going? So so these are scans. 
and scans are one thing but how difficult like with this raising uh raising uh quality of this old stuff and the the the, the ability to scale it like from the desert to a little stone how do you think the texturing is going to be affected the texturing uh, requirements and and work because like now you have uh, like how how this 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 quality and this scalability is going to affect this your 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 uh specialization yeah uh that's weird to me like i mean we all know about lod's right but there's also this Mm -hmm. thing for textile density where depending on how big your texture is the more detail you can put on your mesh right so how how the heck is that gonna work where you zoom into this rock and obviously from afar it's probably gonna use like a 256 by 256 texture and does it turn into like a 4k texture when you like zoom in like wouldn't that like murder the the engine like i think meshes and polys are one thing that a lot of 3d programs have gotten better at but i think textures have always been behind in terms of like optimization optimization and draw calls um i mean i mean if you were if you worked in games a lot of people get mad where if you put too much materials on like one mesh they're gonna be like oh why'd you put like too many this is not mm-hmm. optimized. It's it's gonna be it's too many draw calls and stuff. So for on that part, I haven't really looked in too much, but I don't think much is gonna change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking that you know I was looking at this desert and it's there's a lot of randomness there, but also this kind of uh, it's kind of natural natural uh, organization. And I was thinking that you know it would be like i can imagine su- such a such a feature to create uh textures that all these um repetitive uh patterns in nature of of textures for example of 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 the surfaces they are following some kind of um like um i forgot this this um procedural nature mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. for example um Okay, I forgot this 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 word. When when uh, like the 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 plants are built that way, everything mm-hmm. nature like the the galaxies, yeah, yeah. the repetition, the repetition. Yes, and yeah. and yeah, I guess I guess maybe maybe it will de- demand like for example, like you have a library of of, of kind of all kind of procedural mm-hmm. dirt, procedural dirt and and variations. Uh, 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 like structures like you can yeah. for example download in general you can download from from the internet all kind of like like you know like like splashes like kind of uh, kind of weird material layers to to add some more reality to this and i guess this is this 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 asks for for a procedural uh, solution yeah uh, yeah but quality. still 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 uh, i guess images and scans in general are kind of like the shortcut uh, mm-hmm. because the procedural, you know, you, you can already achieve procedural uh, materials in a like with at a level of reality like really comparable to to the photo textures, right? But yeah. it's quite consuming to to calculate like in real time, I guess. Still, it's it's combination. It's 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 sometimes computationally heavy. So I guess yeah, it's still like a balancing act 
Yeah, it's, it's, only, it's only really for art art directing and for the artists like, oh, I want to add more grunge here. Or I want to make this wet puddle more bigger. But uh, it's not really something you're supposed to run in real time. And if it if, if it does get to a point where it runs but, in real but time, I guess, holy yeah, crap. That's, that, that's, I guess, the direction that will it will finally land in, you know, because... Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, photos may, might be still uh, might still have them play their place, but it's kind of like it's limiting because if you have a photo, it's just a photo and nothing more in it. Yeah. And uh, and if you take like uh, if you take the AI things that are going on, uh, the generators, you know, if you feed the, those AI algorithms with you know photos of textures, I guess they can you know generate textures. Uh, half randomly or randomly and based on the on what they learn or stuff like that so i guess you know all those stuff will be in the in the end it will be customizable somehow just like you said yeah you have you have the smart materials in in substance right and stuff like that so everything is kind of going that direction and what's interesting in unreal like outside of this these main features what i found quite interesting was the uh, the sound uh, sound creation uh, tools that are introduced like they, they they have the these nodal system to for building uh, game sounds right yeah mm-hmm. i think this is new and uh i think that might be also very interesting for for game dev artists and or or cinematic yeah. artists you know whatever it's it's just like a, probably yes, a starting point uh, i'm not i'm not familiar with audio but i, I feel like it's a, a similar system to how they made the soundtrack for doom because uh for those who don't know about what they did was they uh, hired this artist named Mick Gordon for the soundtrack, and that's why Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal has like this insane like rock soundtrack. And the way they did stuff was like it, it's almost like a procedural, or like you you'd go into a battle and then it'll play this track, and then depending on what part of the battle you're in, the track will change. So it's kind of it's a track, it's a sound mm-hmm. system that adapts to the player's movements. Mm-hmm. So you're always yeah, feeling get, hype. Ca- yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it's kind of kind of like a new genre of music really yeah, yeah. yeah this is the dream of 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 game master of tabletop role-playing game like this is uh uh you, you you like when i played played these games it was like the game master was switching the the tracks on cd depending on the mood yeah so yeah this is this is uh this is, yeah yeah this is this is it but I was thinking ab- about yeah. textures. I was thinking uh, about fractal solutions, like they are following the frac- all kinds of fractal fractal patterns. I don't know mm-hmm. if there is anybody studying what kind of possible like fractal repetitive uh, uh, patterns are in 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 nature when it comes to textures like rocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This this uh, this deserves a. Uh, 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 focus study because um, but, I guess you know it, there is a gravity which is you know several vectors which are affecting the 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 look like gravity like the water on the on the bottom of rocks stuff like that. Some it's not already part of the master materials though in Unreal Engine Four because I remember there's a couple of stuff you can do in with materials where depending on the position of the rock. You'll always have like exam for example snow um piling on top or if it's near water mm-hmm. you're gonna have water like I think that's already yeah. a thing though right yeah so so I think this is the solution for this excess of details like from the point of view of a modeler or texture artist like you cannot handle it anymore with the 
with given resolution and just painting okay we need more detail okay so you need to find more data for for bigger texture so yeah or i guess or, or i guess in the end they will implement some kind of a ai algorithm that will kind of guess you know just like with the denoisers or you know there are uh, right now the softwares that the softwares that are and maybe not, AI. not in real time we're gonna lose our jobs oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah but this everything. is that freedom is in, <laughs> I, I mean, then you you will not have to care care about all that stuff but on the way you were attracted to making textures and stuff like that because you you like this part of the visual world you you, you can feel it you can you like to play around around with it so we'll you will quit that and you will be <laughs> you will have all that freedom to now create any kind of material like with, with completely different different flow like what kind of stuff you can create like some yeah some sure. goo mixed with lava and wings with steel stuff like that you know so, yeah so i think this is uh it's 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 not it's like there's a new there's a new it's even there's even more work so yeah to or, speak, or than or, it was or you just uh, or you'll just have to plug in you know to the matrix and yeah just do nothing gotta be the AI. Let, let the let the ai do the yeah. thing for you Click Man, the, seat. Though, the, the hustle never stops like imagine like i don't know how you guys felt about it where you'd study 3d for a long time and you'd master like for example like iors and and doing materials with specular stuff and the pbr comes mm -hmm. in and you're like oh man i gotta learn this now yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels like that the bar where... the bar yeah the bar is always raising higher or like yeah. just going going in a different direction you can always you know but set for, out for all this for the skills you have meta skills like for yeah. Like for example, I study architecture. So after designing so many buildings, like then in general, I can switch my interest. But I learned some many like more general meta skills, like design itself. Let's say, let's say you know putting together shapes and stuff like that. So yeah. if you if you actually you would have even some kind of uh, advantage, which I think you don't even expect now. Because if you went to that hustle of of learning these technicals like IOR and stuff like that, and now this is not needed, then after some time it may be your um, it may be your advantage that you understand materials on on such a level. So, for example, you know people would work with it. Okay, it looks cool or not, but then you have okay. So <laughs> there is that old school guy, grandpa who enters the room and says yeah. about IOR because he knows why it doesn't work for example yeah, yeah so that's true. so these are these meta skills that you can you mm. know this this lighter skills on top of that you can change ch change them and it's it's a lot of fun of, yeah. of, of and of, and you can still you can still remain this 100% human in amongst <laughs> all of those you know cheap enhanced cyborgs yeah I, I guess this is like the artist version of uh, a natural athlete versus a, a, a steroided athlete or something <laughs> maybe you know maybe. it's a it's like um yeah it's uh it's it's, it's it, i think it's all all these experiences are applicable to to the new to the new uh mm. to the new reality which is which is giving more freedom basically Th that was my impression when i was watching that video like it's poof, like there's like there was a wall here and it's open it's like there's mm -hmm. like, like a landscape of stuff to do and yeah somebody ha will have to do that yeah or it's uh, 
So interesting though, because I think one one thing about that impressed me about Nanite was um so near near the end of the Valley of the Ancients demo, um the player runs into this big big robot, and at first I was like, oh wow, this is a Nanite must be really cool to work on like even hum um humanoid objects and stuff. But then the the, the, the narrator was like, oh Nanite doesn't work on humans. But it so what we did here was we put nanite objects on a skeletal mesh, so this uh-huh. thing is work. So so the freaking robot at the very end, like if, you, if they look at it up close, you can see all the sculpted details, the dents and stuff. It's like oh my god, one day we're gonna see Pacific Rim in real time, which it's insane. That was that was actually a cool thing because I'm not very much into this, creating this kind of uh, characters. But when they said that they have this skeleton and they added all these parts to the to the skeleton, like the, it's not like modeled from one mesh. It's like combined from all these all these yeah. parts. I mean, the robot is a good thing for that because it's not like the continuous uh, the continuous uh, 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 layer of skin or something like that. But it looks it also looked very cool. Like so 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 the guy who's animating it or doing anything with it can do it independently. And you can just switch all these parts if you want. Like, okay, let's let's make this robot completely different or change yeah. this or that. Like, yeah. it, it it kind of sounds like if you can put together uh, this kind of um, animate this kind of uh, uh, skeleton of this character, then you can use all these assets downloaded from the internet mm-hmm. and from from the from the libraries and put together uh, a cool cool character like uh i don't know like a swamp yeah. monster monster the, or whatever yeah and this this kind of automation things there there are more of these uh introduced like they they showed also the the um you know mecha- mechanisms correcting the animation of the character of the main character when jumping over an obstacle so like this meta uh, this rig with uh automate automatically you know adjusting motions uh that's kind of like also the thing where right? where you mm-hmm. can have an animation and it kind of like smoothly integrates yes. into di- different variations of the environment. Yeah, so. because this is so. for games. So yeah, yeah. But but you know, we we are looking f- through the lens of 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 guys. At least me, I have never worked in game dev. So you know, I I look from through the lens of wow, this is cool. What I would do if I sit down with the art and play around and want I, I can do myself, you know, solo. But of course. This is a tool for professionals, pro for game creators. So of course they have a huge team and they look at it in a little different way. Yeah. So, what do you guys uh, think about use of Unreal Engine Five being used in films? I think Mandalorian was being used already, and there's a couple. Even the Corridor Crew, they're hiring someone who's good at Unreal Engine for film production. What do you guys think uh, about that? Mm-hmm. You know, we we actually talked with DJ about it offline before. So so it's I think this is this is this is this is fantastic tool. This is going to be the future. Like can you imagine can you imagine linking the the Unreal 9 let's say with mm-hmm. with the stu- Greenstein studio with actors playing there and you can at least on the level of a previsualization of the of the of the movie design production design process being able to basically switch everything in real time and look and have you know and make a decision like with 
uh, with the, a director who wants to, you know, okay, let's let's move that mountain right, or I don't like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, but I think I think it's kind of like already almost there, uh, even uh, without going to Unreal Nine, as you said, right? Uh, I, they are doing this with these vir- virtual sets, like they they have the, those studios with large, you know, large uh, displays, and they kind of like, yeah, they can mm-hmm. like live modificate uh, the scenery, and it's already like. The, the, the advantage that they have is that it's all in camera, so you have the, the backgrounds, backgrounds, environment, all this, the stuff that's computer generated. The actors are mm-hmm. kind of in the space in, instead of being just green screen, so they can feel the, the lighting, everything. It's kind of like influencing the, the scenery that they are acting in. So mm-hmm. it's almost yeah, it's almost there, right? With these technologies, and I think yeah. like the, the film guys are really excited about this, and pr- probably it has some disadvantages as well. As usual, <laughs> green screen. You guys are also gonna lose your jobs. Prop designers oh, too. You know, we're not the yeah, only it's one. Like, you know, it's like the 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 detail and the realism versus the um, like plastic thinking and sketching and having a, a general a general vision. Like, yeah, one mm-hmm. thing one thing that was uh, commented by I've I've, I've seen a, um, an interview with Ian Hubert. The yeah the one man you know one man genius of making yeah. short films and in Blender and he's he he was kind of like talking about this technology of of live uh, uh, sets right with the with the whole virtual environments around and he said that's one that's of course it's exciting but it's kind of like annoying for me as a you know a, as a solo creator something like that because uh, up to up till now with a green screen and some you know some VFX and stuff he could kind of like almost do this Hollywood stuff level uh, things mm-hmm. uh, alone like or, or in a team with, with some nice neat tricks and right now it kind of like uh, separates this this high level production once more separates from this indie productions all over the world right yeah because because you, you just can't yeah you just can't afford this gear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, 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 it's expensive enough to buy like an ultra wide monitor. What more freaking wall, uh, a wall monitor that's like a couple mm-hmm. feet high and mm-hmm. wide, right? I guess, I guess if you're clever enough, maybe, maybe if you, you know, yeah. just do that with projectors and, yeah. you know, screens, <laughs> might be cheaper. I don't know. <laughs> just, just projectors thinking. are expensive though. Like they're really nice ones with a crispy. Yeah, yeah, they're not cheap. And then I guess a projector would probably be hard too. Like if if you go in front, your shadow's yeah. gonna be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you can back so project. Probably Ian Hubbard will need to outsmart the big studios again. Yeah, yeah. you know, or just you know, just find his niche. And, uh, yeah, doing things like we're all kind of talking about as as uh, you know, like the Hollywood as the Hollywood production of. You know, cinema uh, would be the the go to right direction for every everything, right? But you can really you can really do things differently, which doesn't make it mm-hmm. worse. It's just different, maybe. Yeah, not not everyone you know just is after the blockbusters yeah. with Marvel movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I guess a cool question to ask, which is a bit controversial, is. Render farms. Do you think render farms time is numbered? Well, this is. I think this is a big challenge, at least like if not danger for online render farms because 
yeah, I can imagine many people moving to this technology and not needing any any offline rendering power. Um, I only think that there will always be some kind of uh, for sure there will be a margin margin of technological uh, um, expectations and and level that it will. So, for example, if you have computers which can at this point generate uh, images of this quality in real time, there will be always a higher, higher, um, um, higher quality made offline. Like you can just, mm -hmm. you know, throw ten times more uh, computing power on this project and get even bigger quality. I think that when it comes to the 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 the, the whole lighting and GI stuff. There's going to be some kind of uh, upper threshold, like with 4 k 4K, 4K, uh, TV sets, where there's no point of getting more, more quality because this is not going to be not noticeable. But there are other. Mm, so this is like when I was thinking, this is a hope, but this is not like a strong hope, or or a, I'm not confident about this. Mm -hmm. That, for example, with more computing power and with being able to generate images at this level in real time, you will need more computing power for, let's say, physics or for some for some uh, simulations, mm -hmm. maybe for AI stuff. This this kind of thing. Yeah, but maybe, for sure, this is yeah. a big challenge for like like this cloud farms, where you have like two thousand two thousand. CPUs and they're just rendering. Maybe mm -hmm. it's going to be more in yeah. into but, renting but, the servers. But generally, yeah. But generally, if you take a look at the yeah, the, the general history of of CG, it's kind of like always pushing things farther. Like the expectations grow with the technology. Like the technology kind of like supplies for the demand mm -hmm. and it creates the demand as well, to some extent. Because because you know you you can remind yourself of of you know times where. Where you know this 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 level of realism wasn't really achievable as as right now, and it wasn't expected then. It was just you know acceptable to have things uh, worse quality because people didn't you know didn't mm -hmm. expect uh, the unachievable, right? But uh, right now it's kind of growing, growing, and the even if it will not be like the same the same rendering technologies, uh, I guess some kind of you know some kind of offline. Computing power will be so pr probably you know render farms will just adapt to to the need for computing power because re what it's really about is like renting computing power right offline uh, on on the cloud in different for different reasons right we people could you know use that and do do use computing power for mining crypto or I don't know mm -hmm. like you said simulations or mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah even for for like some research right some some research models that require a lot of computing and I guess that's yeah that's just the just that's that's just the challenge of being you know being adaptive to to mm -hmm. to the market and I'm still thinking that it's kind of like of course it's a sign of things that getting more accessible to people but as you said you even if you have quite a nice computer setup right now it's it might be an issue for you for to get the 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 hardware up to date and it's it's like you know all things that are kind of rented mm -hmm. it comes down to whether you it's whether it's uh 
it's good for you to have it all as your own and take care of it, maintain it, you know, invest in the in the hardware, or is it better to rent it? And in some in some situations, you know, in other branches as well, I don't know, video, uh, event making, you know, some 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 companies just tend to rent the the equipment just for mm-hmm. for the for a single event, right? Because it's yeah. it's more more convenient to just outsource stuff, and I guess you know. That you, model, I think it will it will stay. It will just adapt and change. Yeah, and not everybody can afford to spend thousands of dollars on the bleeding edge hardware just to, just to run the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the, generally the internet connectivity yeah. is kind exactly. of also advancing. So so doing stuff in the cloud uh, is becoming more and more convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's not you know it's like the 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 internet speed, for example. It's not about let's say 8K being like two I don't know two times faster than 4K. It's like for every such a jump, there's like mm-hmm. the new new paradigm. Like there's a new. It's not like old stuff, but faster. But there's such a huge difference that it asks for completely new features and completely new services and stuff like that. So for now, let's say we can maybe not imagine that. But let's say, as you said, on the event, let's say you make some visualization in real time, and it will be normal that the guy who's dying, this, this doing, is doing that, he will just uh, attach his laptop to this super fast in- internet and render it on the cloud in real time uh, using some real, real time engine, something like that. So I was just thinking about the 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 upper upper threshold of the fidelity of the image itself like mm. now now we talked about this like with this 4k uh, uh, 4k tvs now you can buy 8k i think yeah. or 16k which is we 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 talked about it and we made some research also asked some guys online about you know from the indus- in, in, from the visual uh, <clears throat> industries uh if if this is needed if, if there's a point for it or not and most of them said that 4k is is more than enough like this is that that level of 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 human perception that it doesn't really make sense to to make the the resolution bigger mm. and uh yeah so i was thinking that that from that point of view that might be a problem because for farms like you know there will have there would have to be some kind of like new space opening like not like linearly as you know it was so far bigger visualizations strong uh, bigger resolution stronger computers more less noise yeah. more brute force solutions stronger computers maybe that will be the at some point that will be the level because there there's going to be no need for that but for example there will be so much excess of free computing power that you you can run a, in real time a simulation of leaves falling from the trees and you know, um, or maybe you would like to render it. Like the the the, the solutions like Golem, like the Anima is the simplified mm-hmm. version of of the crowd. So Golem is simulating the the behaviors of the crowd. So let's say at some point that will have to be offline. That will have to be yeah. calculated. Some very compute, very complicated behaviors of the of extras on the set of of computer generated uh, creatures, stuff like that. Like. I'm I'm pretty sure like every time there's like a new threshold of technology, there's some movie made by some studio 
which is taking adva- advantage of it and you know like cashing the being first being mm-hmm. first uh, uh uh position like with it was like with the with um with Jura- first jurassic park or mm-hmm. matrix was a different thing i think but mm-hmm. so for example i can imagine like in future there is a going to be movie which is going to happen in the in the forest <laughs> and all the all the all the mosquitoes uh, mm-hmm. all the mosquitoes all the all the butterflies all of that stuff will be animated by some kind of golem ai stuff the behaviors and yeah. that will be something completely new and people will go to that movie because they want to see the whole forest yeah i guess it's the like the, the avatar thing right <laughs> why the first yeah, avatar yeah exactly. used to be mm-hmm. such a big thing it was like not, not, it wasn't a good movie nobody remembers it but it yeah. made a billion dollars so yeah yeah, it was like this te- technological threshold made. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, oh yeah, maybe so. So I went on tangent <laughs> with Matrix, but mm-hmm. yeah, always, always there's you know there's always uh, 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 like this um, in- intensive and extensive way of of up- updating stuff. So mm-hmm. so there was a Matrix, and Matrix was like I think it was possible to make Matrix earlier because it was not about it was not about having more more resources. It was about using them in a different way. Because at this age of CG, like it was okay, let's make more dinosaurs. Let's make them more realistic. Let's make you know, and uh, and Matrix was different because it was it changed the whole paradigm of visual effects and creating mm-hmm. this visual virtual world. And by the way, they actually after that, after this revolution of of of. Uh, of 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 you know um not the amount of stuff but of quality like they switched it and okay with this technology we we can we can actually do something completely different than just adding more monsters or adding more spaceships yeah but in the next in the next parts of matrix they went that the, the same way they made the matrix but with more more robots more stuff of the same kind but for, yeah. from time to time, there's going to somebody appearing and saying, okay, with this technology, we can do something that was not possible, not in terms of, of the volume or numbers, but com- you know something completely, completely different. I was thinking, sometimes I'm thinking about this when I'm watching through some like uh, ZBrush, ZBrush galleries, which are fantastic. And th- this is just mind blowing stuff. But very often it's like okay there are more monsters even more monsters and they all these monsters look like from 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 the um, uh, doom or games but with these tools you can create some kind of creature completely like off like like completely you can and and it's like from time to time somebody Mm. like that needs to come and change the but Party. I guess in a nutshell, um, unless you're rich, unless you have the bleeding edge software, and unless you have like the most stable version of Unreal, and the future's still way far off, you're probably gonna need a render farm. And speaking yeah. of render farms, garagefarm.net. If you need to save time, if you yeah. don't have a strong system, if you have a decent internet, render with us render your thing on render garage from yeah. that yeah <laughs> yeah and i guess and i guess one thing that won't change like uh, with all these technological 
advancement is is, uh, is a need for for human support, mm-hmm. which is you know like all the technologies advancing and the problems arising are also kind of advancing because it's it's so much new technology to harness yeah. and to 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 get a grip of. Uh, so we can't recommend anything more than our support team on the chat twenty four seven. They're all for you to to support you in any kind of yeah. technical issues, and that's I think that's a big big winning strategy for any kind of business yeah. for the future. Don't pull out whatever your hair. Is, have someone else pull whatever out their hair for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess we can end on that one. You know. Anything else no, you that's want? A, that's an optimistic note. Yeah. Yeah. Ready for, Waiting Waiting for the final release of Unreal. Ready for Masteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stay real. They are stay coming, real. by the way. There's going to be UFO, uh, UFO related conference press in June. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Um, that was Emil. That was. DJ. DJ. And uh, Andrew. And Andrew. see you in the next one. See ya. See ya. Here ya. Bye guys. Bye.